Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911, one man car. My name is Jess Romero. On Mondays, being a one-man car, being solo, what I'm going to do this year, 2023, it's easy to find bad news. Very easy. I'm going to do something different every Monday for the entire year. I'm going to tell you something every Monday that's amazing about the Catholic Church that nobody else has produced or given us or invented. So on Mondays, for example, last Monday I talked about, I went into detail on the, the hospital system that was started by the Catholic Church. If it wasn't for the Catholic Church, again, um, the hospital system was the brainchild of our church. Today, I'm going to do a deep dive and I'm going to talk to you about the orphanages, the way the Catholic Church built the orphanages. This is a fascinating topic, especially when you hear the genesis of how this started. <clears throat> also, I just uh, I think it's, it's important for us to remember that January is the month of the holy name of Jesus. Make any excuse to call upon the name of Jesus throughout the day Short little prayers like, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I love you. The last words of Pope Benedict. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, be with me. Jesus, stay with me. Jesus, protect me. Find any reason to call upon the name of Jesus. That's the month of January in the Catholic Church. That's our focus. Okay. So let me talk about, again, the great contributions of the Catholic Church. Today's great contribution is the Catholic Church gave us orphanages. Let me go way back into Greek, into Roman history, and share with you what the Greeks and Roman macho men used to do to their babies. Infanticide, it's a big word, but it was practiced in the ancient world. The word infanticide, side, in Latin, uh, it means killer or the act of killing. Infanticide is the killing or the murder of children. Suicide is the act of killing oneself. Sui in Latin means oneself. Homicide is is an act of a human killing another human. Homo is Latin for man. So homicide is a human killing another human. Then there's the word for murdering your living son or daughter. That's called filicide. That's from the Latin word for son, filius, and for daughter, filia. In Roman law, before the time of Christ and at the time of Christ, Roman law, religion, and the entire ethos of the ancient world saw nothing morally wrong with infanticide or with abandoning their newborn babies on the dung heaps or garbage dumps of cities. Did you know that? The founder of Rome back in, back in the 8th century BC, his name was Romulus. He decreed that no child could be killed before his third year unless he was deformed. So if your child was deformed at birth and it was visible, he can be killed. Even the so-called refined and educated Cicero, who died in 43 BC, in his work called On the Laws, Chapter 3, he states the following. Deformed infants shall be killed. Close quote. 
The deformity can be an unwanted child. A sickly child, a deformed child, or simply a wrong sex child, according to the father. The Stoic philosopher who uh, Seneca, who died in 65 AD, he comments casually in his work on anger. He says, mad dogs, we knock on the head. Unnatural progeny, we destroy. We drown even children at birth who are weakly and abnormal, close quote. Even the preeminent and to this day influential Greek Greek philosopher Aristotle recommends that parents should be compelled by law to expose deformed or handicapped babies. Yeah, Aristotle wrote in his work in Politics, chapter 7, Aristotle says, quote, As to exposing or rearing the children born, let there be a law that no deformed child shall be reared, or any of those shall be raised up. But on the ground of number of children, if the regular customs hinder any of those born being exposed, there must be a limit fixed to the procreation of offspring. And if any people have a child as a result of intercourse, in contravention of these regulations, abortion must be practiced on the child. Close quote. Wow, sounds like the Democrat Party platform. <laughs> Way to go, Aristotle. <laughs> Aristotle was a... Uh, a Democrat before the Democrat Party. You also have Plutarch, another ancient writer, very respected. He writes in his work called Lives, chapter 16. He writes that in the state-controlled Sparta in Greece, here's what he says, quote, Nor was it in the power of the father to dispose of the child as he saw fit, as was his right in most heathen societies. He was obliged to carry the newborn child before certain men at a place called Leshi. These men were some of the elders of the tribes to which the child belonged. Their business was to carefully view the infant, and if they found it stout and well-made, they gave order for its rearing and allotted and allotted to it one of the 9,000 shares of land above mentioned for its maintenance. But if they found the baby puny and ill-shaped, they ordered it to be taken to what was called the apothetae. The apothetae, which in English means the depository. It was a large cave under Mount Tegetus and, and uh, Plutarch writes, as thinking it neither for the good of the child itself nor for the public interest that it should be brought up. If it did not, from the very outset, appear to be healthy and vigorous. So what am I proving to you? I'm proving to you that infanticide is as old as a day is long. But don't worry, the good news is coming up. You'll see the intervention of the Catholic Church here with these cultures that kill babies, either at abortion or uh, afterbirth, called infanticide. And by the way, uh, the Democrat Party, they're all for infanticide. If, if they could, it would be the law of the land. But there's still enough people with common sense on the other side of the aisle that fight them on this tooth and nail. Or they would have, they would have made this lawful and legal a long time ago. So going back to these early writers... Greek and Roman writers before Christ and at the time of Christ. Some, some exposed baby Roman newborns were no doubt taken home by infertile couples. Some were picked up and raised as house or field slaves. Some of these children were raised to play with the couple's natural children as, or as court jesters or for pedophilic gratification and some were genuinely, genuinely loved and educated by their masters. But I want to just alert you to that one sentence where it says about these baby Roman newborns that some of them were taken home by infertile couples. 
This is where the Catholic Church comes in. The tradition is, is that Catholic couples knew that the Greeks and Romans would throw their babies away that were defective or abnormal, according to their standards, and they would throw them away in the garbage dumps. And the Catholic couples at night would walk out, hear the babies crying, pick them up and bring them back home. Raise them up to know Jesus Christ. That was the beginning of the orphanage system. It was private. It was done by followers of Christ who had compassion and knew the words of Jesus Christ, whatever you do to the least of these little ones, you do to me. Those words burned in the hearts of these early Catholics. In the catacomb of Praetextatus, there's a grave with the name Tercorius on it. Some are kind and translate the Latin name abandoned in the garbage. But the true translation of the name of this abandoned child undoubtedly raised as a slave is little fecal matter. The catacomb names of Projectus and Projecticus in the catacomb of St. Calixtus convey that these children were abandoned on the dung hills and garbage heaps of Rome. Jesus 911, one man car. My name is Jess Romero. Talking about the glories of Catholicism. How amazing the Catholic Church is every Monday. Today we're talking about orphanages. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, the month of January, is, is dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. And the reason this program is called Jesus 911, because this is based on Psalm 69, verse 2. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Guess what? All of us need the Lord. All of us need his help. All of us need his assistance. Why? Because evil never rests. We will fight against evil, so let us fight together until the end of our life. Jesus 911, this is like a lighthouse. We are a lighthouse amidst the gathering storm, and sunlight is the best disinfectant, just like truth is the best antidote against lies. On Mondays, I'm going to be talking about what, why the Catholic Church is the greatest religion in the world. The amazing feats of the Catholic Church that people have never heard before. So I'm going to take all 2023, basically going through every week, different aspects about the Catholic faith where you're going to say, wow, I am pretty proud to be Catholic. I didn't know my church did this. I didn't know my church did that. Today I'm talking about the way the orphanages came about. Orphanages came about, and I'm sharing with you history, the history of the Greeks and Romans, two world powers before the time of Christ, and at the time of Christ as well, that practice infanticide. Absolutely. The men, they would look at their baby boys. Baby boys were always preferred. <clears throat> Women were. Infanticide was very common to throw baby girls away just because they were girls. And the Roman men... And the Roman Spartans wanted boys so they could be warriors and fighters and soldiers and Spartans. But if they de deemed that the baby boy was a runt or a puny or had some type of defects, they threw him away. They abandoned them like they were garbage. And what would happen? The Catholics that lived underground... The, uh, the remnant, the underground Catholic Christian church. Yes, with popes and bishops and the sacraments and masses being uh, offered underground. These Catholics would at night hear the babies crying and go pick them up from the garbage and bring them home and raise them. And they'd raise them to be followers of Christ. And these babies that were picked up out of the trash, when they found out what their Catholic mom and dad did for them, 
and what compelled them or what impelled them to pick them up from the trash can and to raise them because of their, because of their faith in a person called Jesus Christ. <laughs> these, these young men and women picked up in the trash, in Roman trash, in Roman garbage dumps and in Greek garbage dumps, they became super Catholic Christians because they know that their foster parents did what they did out of sheer love for Jesus. The, the catacombs are filled with very tiny graves with the epitaph which says adopted daughter of or adopted son of inscribed on them. These inscriptions refer to the many babies and young children Christians rescued from the trash over the centuries. Tertullian, the early Christian writer in the second century, says Christians sought out the tiny babies of newborns from the refuse and dung heaps and raised them as their own or tended to them before they died or gave them a decent burial. The Christian idea that each individual, that each person has worth because they were created by God was foreign to the, to the lies of pagan society where the state, the tribe, the collective was the only value they knew. There are numerous tombs of small dimensions in the catacombs out of a total of 111 burials in one gallery of the catacomb of Panfilo, 83 are of children and only five have inscriptions. Why did these Catholics pick up babies from newborn babies from the trash can, from the dung heaps, out of love for their master, Jesus Christ, and in obedience to the words of Jesus Christ? Yes, they would expose the dead, the, the babies, they would just abandon them. Why? Because again, these Greek and Roman fathers, these macho men, they determined that these babies were runts and would not make good fighters, so they would just throw them in the trash. And the Catholics would hear these babies crying at night. And they were moved by knowing that all of us are made in the image and likeness of God. Every single human person. Even if you're not baptized, you're made in the image and likeness of God. <clears throat> and they, would, they, would, they all remember the words of Jesus Christ. Where he said in Matthew 19, 14. Let the little children come to me. And do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Close quote. It's true that elders inspected Spartan babies for defects and issues. And, and those found lacking, they weren't tossed over a cliff. Instead, the Spartan parents would abandon them to the elements where they would die from exposure or, or be adopted by other families who would just pick them up. It was common practice in the ancient world to abandon babies with defects, deformities, or other perceived weaknesses. And the practice was more evident in Athens than in Sparta. As I said, the famous Greek-Roman historian Plutarch mentions this practice in his book, Life of Lycurgus. He says, and, and also Plato also discusses the act of abandoning lame babies in two of his more famous works. One is called Thetitus and the other one is called Republic. And even Aristotle talks about the practice of infanticide in his work called Politics. But again, early church practices Catholic Christians worked against infanticide by prohibiting its members from practicing it. 
and voicing their moral view on infanticide to the pagan world by providing for the relief of the poor and actually taking in and supporting babies which had been left to die by exposure by their pagan parents. Later, hospitals, specifically for orphans and poor children, were built by Christians, such as St. Ephraim, St. Basil the Great, and St. John Chrysostom. They oversaw the building of orphanages to, and of hospitals to support orphans and babies. Why did they do this? Out of obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christians, Catholic Christians, they also took in these exposed children to save them. Often these kids were almost almost dead. Often they could do nothing more than just bury them, give them a proper Christian burial as the tombs of many children and inscriptions in the catacombs attest. In some cases, consecrated virgins or benevolent wealthy families educated these babies that they picked up from the garbage can. Th- that goes to show you who, who can move a human heart to show this much love? Only a living Savior called Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You know, there's an old saying that goes, whatever liberals touch, they destroy. I would say quite the opposite based on what I'm going to show you every single Monday. Whatever Catholic Christians touch, they make better. They beautify. They make things, they make all things better. When the church applies the gospel of Jesus Christ to some area in society, the church makes things better. Unlike the opposite, the devil and liberals Everything they touch, they destroy. No, the Catholic Church is into building things up and promoting goodness, beauty, and truth. The first reference to these uh, babies being buried that were all that were dead by Catholic Christians. There's a highly regarded collection of ancient Christian inscriptions in Latin. And also, the second is to St. Augustine's epistle to Boniface, of which the relevant section reads as follows. It says this, quote, Again, sometimes foundlings, which heartless parents have exposed in order to, to their being cared for, any passerby are picked up by holy virgins and are presented for baptism by these persons who neither have nor desire to have children of their own. Early Christians, however, decided to take Jesus' teachings to love your neighbor as yourself seriously. They understood. Just like in the story of the Good Samaritan, that these babies left to die qualified as neighbors. So they went out to these locations or wherever they could find these children and took them into their homes. Thus, these first believers Their actions showed the cruel, inhumane world around them. A picture of selfless, sacrificial love. They did this day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. It's what they understood basic Christianity to be. Love thy neighbor. Yes, even the abandoned baby in the trash can. 
You are listening to Jesus 911 on Mondays. I'm talking about what makes Catholicism great. What makes Catholicism different from any other religion? You can find out every single Monday here on Jesus 911. With your host, One Man Car, Jesse Romero. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, showing you the, the fact that, that uh, there's no institution in the world, no organization that has invented or has embodied the word charity like the Catholic Church. In fact, the Catholic Church invented charity as we know it in the West. And we're talking about the Catholic Church is is the brainchild of the orphanage system. It is the spirit of this Catholic charity impelled by the words of our Master Jesus Christ. Catholic charity, or the spirit of Catholic charity, did not arise in a vacuum, but it took its inspiration from the teachings of Christ. And so... Talking about orphanages, the etymology of orphanages started by the Catholic Church. These these first believers, their actions by picking up babies from the trash can, Greek babies and Roman babies, and these Catholics picking them up and taking them home and raising them as their own. This showed the cruel, inhumane world around them a picture of selfless, sacrificial love. And these Catholic Christians did this year after year. It was basic Christianity. Love of neighbor as yourself. And the result we know over time, a ruthless society noticed the Christians quietly living out their faith. Exposure gradually became less common. You know, baby exposure. And life gained value. In in A.D., 318, Emperor Constantine declared exposure, baby exposure, to be a crime. And by 374 AD, it was a capital offense. Changing the culture started with Christians doing what Christians do. The church, again, just to recap, the church had founded orphanages during the 4th century. And the monasteries took over this task during the Middle Ages. They also fought against the practice of abandoning unwanted children and establishing foundling hospitals. Of all religions, the Catholic Church has the greatest network of adoptive and foster parent agencies second to none. In fact... Catholic Charities in Boston, before it was forced to close its child welfare services in 2006, found homes for more children over the years than any other agency in the state. Did you get that? And the same is true of the dozens of other faith-based agencies that prop up the failing secular foster care system. The the early Catholic Church institutionalized the care of widows and orphans as it says in the Bible we're supposed to do. The church is supposed to do this. It's right in in James chapter 1. The church saw after the needs of the sick, especially during epidemics. For example, during the pestilences, that struck Carthage and Alexandria, the Catholic Christians earned respect and admiration for the bravery with which they consoled the dying and buried the dead at a time when the pagans abandoned even their friends to their terrible fate. And in the northern African city of Carthage, the third century bishop and and church father, St. Cyprian, rebuked the pagan population for not helping victims of the plague, preferring instead to plunder them. He said this, quote, No compassion is shown by you to the sick. Only covetousness and plunder open their jaws over the dead. 
they who are too fearful for the work of mercy are bold for guilt, for guilty prophets. They who shun to bury the dead are greedy for what they have left behind. Close quote. St. Cyprian summoned followers of Christ to action, calling on them to nurse the sick and bury the dead. Recall that this was still the age of intermittent persecution of Christians, so the great bishop was asking his followers to help the very people who had at times persecuted them. But he said, St. Cyprian said, quote, If we only do good to those who do good to us, what do we, what do we more than the heathens and publicans? If we are the children of God, who makes his sun to shine upon good and bad and sends rain on the just and the unjust, let us prove it by our acts, by blessing those who curse us and doing good to those who persecute us. Yes, <laughs> charity, it comes from the Catholic Church. <laughs> the Catholic Church has always heard the voice, the voice of her master. And the Catholic Church has acted upon his words. So let me recap all of this for you. Because I just finished talking about how orphanages came about, how they developed. Anything good in this world comes from Jesus Christ. Anything. And that's what I'm going to prove to you every Monday. Every Monday, I'm going to show you that whatever good we have in the world, specifically in Western civilization, comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, it's those words of Jesus Christ that burn in the hearts of people. When I was sick, you comforted me and you visited me. The words of Jesus' cousin, the letter of James chapter 1, where he says, religion that is pure and undefiled before God is this, to visit the orphans and widows in their affliction. The words of Jesus, the golden rule, Whatever you do to the least of these little ones, you do unto me. It's the words of Jesus Christ that were pro projected into the cosmos throughout time and space. And it pierces the heart of men. And men that keep hearing the words of Christ reverberating in their moral conscience. Act upon it. And so these men back in the, in the second, third, and fourth century, when they would see the Greeks in Athens, the Greeks in Spartans, the men in Rome that were part of the military, the Spartans or the Roman legionnaires, and the preference was always to have baby boys. Why? Because I want him to be a fighter and I want him to be a Roman soldier or a Greek Spartan or, or, or an Athenian soldier. So the preference was always boys. But if these boys were born with defects or deformed or they were just puny and it was the opinion of the father, <laughs> this boy is not going to be a good fighter, not going to be a good soldier, the fathers would throw them out into the trash, into the, into the town dump. They would expose them to the elements. They would just cry. These newborns would cry until they died in the garbage dumps. Catholics were persecuted at the time. They lived in an, in an underground church, kind of like something that may be happening to us in short time. And these underground Catholics who were the remnant of the church and because of them we have a Catholic faith today. From the comfort of their house they would hear these babies crying at night and it pierced their heart. And these Catholic men and women said, nope, not on my watch. These babies are not going to die on my watch. Much like the Catholic men and women that go out to abortion clinics today. And they say the same thing. <laughs> not on my watch. I'm going to stand here. And I'm going to pray. 
and I'm going to take up public space and witness for Jesus and pray for these babies that are being killed that God may have mercy on their soul and pray for the conversion of all these killers in these abortion mills. What, what many Catholics do today is what many Catholics were doing back in the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th century as the Greeks and Spartan males were throwing their baby boys away that were puny or had, had deformities. The Catholics would pick them up from the trash and take them home. Some of them were so wounded because they'd been exposed to the elements for so long, they died. These Catholic couples would give them a proper Christian burial, but the ones that lived would grow up in the Catholic household and knew that mom and dad did what they did out of love and obedience to a person called the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who's coming back one day. And this is how the orphanage is started, in private Catholic homes. Because these Catholic men and women, especially the ones that were infertile and couldn't have babies of their own, they knew that this was exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ wanted them to do. To get out of their comfort zone and reach out to these babies and raise them as their own to know the gospel, to know Jesus Christ. And so when the Emperor Constantine, when he became a Christian, Catholic Christian, and he signed the Edict of Milan, basically an executive order, giving religious liberty to Christianity, and he also signed an order that you cannot expose and abandon your baby to die outside in the elements. Why did he write that executive order? <laughs> because he was a true Catholic Christian, not a fake Catholic like Joe Biden. I hope that what you heard today is going to make you realize, and I'll show you every Monday, whatever the Catholic Church touches, she makes great and beautiful and true and holy. That's a wrap. Jesus 911 up next. Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics. Coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. As for me, my last words are be holy or die trying. Remember, faith is what gets you started. Hope is what keeps you going. Love is what brings you to the end, to the arms of Jesus. See you next time. on apologetics you have entered into virgin most powerful's apologetics dojo where we go wall to wall with bending explaining sharing the faith master apologist keith nether hey gary thanks again for having me man i love being here we have our very good friend father chris alar thank you gary for allowing me to come back on we're enjoy your show master apologist william albrecht gary my dear friend it is always a great pleasure to be on we are chatting with Master Apologist Pat Flynn, our good friend. It's always, a, it's always a joy to be on the radio show. Coming into the dojo is our good friend Steve Ray. Thank you, Gary. Good to be here. We have our very good friend, Catholic Brian, Brian Mercier. With Thank you, Gary. Always great to be here. Join many others in Gary Machuda's Apologetics Dojo. We have some of the best Catholic apologists in the nation. Streaming live weekdays from 10 to 11 a.m. Pacific. Hands-on apologetics on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Hey, Terry Rodriguez. I'm a monthly donor here in Phoenix, Arizona. Retired Phoenix cop. And I've met Jesse before. And I just want to tell you guys were on fire yesterday. I'm Terry and Jesse, so you guys are on fire. I went to bed thinking, uh, man, what an unwinnable war. But when I got up, I listened to you guys. You know, you guys are doing good work, man. You're doing God's work and keep doing it. I know it gets exhausting sometimes, but there's people out here that really need the inspiration and the evangelization that you guys are giving us. So my best to you. And I'm a, uh, Eddie Rodriguez, and I'm a monthly donor and proud of it.
buying or selling your home or your business property? This is Terry Barber. Real Estate for Life underwrites the Terry and Jesse Show, and they can connect you to one of 900 Here's a great way to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Do you have and an old car? You want to get rid of motorcycle, RV, or boat? Of it Simply call 855-500-7433, and when they sell that vehicle... A portion of that money comes right Life back to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. It's an easy way to do it. I want to thank you for it. Call 855-500-7433. God love you and your family. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. I miscalculated and I looked at the clock here and I, uh, I got one more segment. And I'm talking about the glories of the Catholic faith. I'm talking about uh, how important it is for us as Catholics to know about the... And I'll tell you why, because too many Catholics are Debbie Downers. What do I mean by that? Too many Catholics, all they do is focus on what's wrong with the church. Oh, we got a bad pope. Oh, the USCCB, they're a bunch of liberals. Oh, my pastor does it. You know what? If we lived back in the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th century, we wouldn't be such crybabies. I can't imagine, you know, what these Catholics went through in the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th century. Hearing babies outside their house crying because they, the neighbor threw their baby in the garbage can. This is, and the government allowed this. It was done by government fiat. This is what our Catholics, uh, back in the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th century, this is the culture they grew up in. Now, don't get me wrong. We might, we might get there as well. I don't know. But the fact is, this is what makes Catholicism great. Everything the Catholic Church does and touches, it turns to gold. The Catholics started the orphanages. Because it was burned in the Catholic heart based on the words of Jesus and the Gospels, based on the words of St. James. They knew that they couldn't sit in their nice, comfortable house as babies were outside crying in a garbage can, thrown away by Greek and Roman pagan macho men. That's how the orphanages were started. They were started by by the charity, by the absolute love for Jesus Christ that these Catholics had. And one of the things that history records is that many virgins would go out and comb the trash cans and the garbage dumps and would pick up these babies. Many virgins would do that. They had no children of their own. Or many couples that were infertile. And so... The orphanage system was started in private Catholic homes. And it became later institutionalized when emperor... That's why it's important, important not to have state Catholics in high office. Because Emperor Constantine had a conversion to Christianity. Probably because of his mom's prayers. His mom was a Catholic Christian. And her prayers and sacrifices and penances eventually gave uh, Emperor Constantine the grace of conversion. And so when he had a conversion and came into the church, in, 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 uh, in right around 314 or 315 AD, he signed the Edict of Milan, giving Catholics, Catholic Christians religious liberty. And then, a few years after that, because when his heart changed, his mind changed. Because when he embraced the Catholic faith, he was not a fake Catholic like Joe Biden. Some people call him Joe Brandon. I'm not sure which is his name. Emperor Constantine, in 318 AD, he declared exposure to be a crime. Ex what is exposure? Leaving your baby outside to die exposed to the elements. That's what Roman and, and Spartan Greek pagans and Athenian pagans did with their boys that they considered 
were puny or runts and would not be good fighters. Emperor Constantine said, no more exposure of your baby boys out to the, of the elements to die. And in fact, by 374 AD, the next emperor, he made it a capital crime, death penalty to kill your baby. You cannot leave your baby out exposed in the elements to die. That was called exposure, the crime of exposure. In 374 AD, in pagan Rome, it was a capital offense. And so notice, it was the Catholic Christians that changed the culture, and it started with Catholic Christians doing what Catholic Christians do, which is love one another as I have loved you. That's what I'm going to focus on Mondays. Again, don't get me wrong. I point out the, the problems in culture and politics and in the church. Sometimes you have to do that. But also for my mental sanity, I made it a point that every single Monday, I'm going to switch gears. And every single Monday, I'm going to talk about what makes the Catholic Church great. Last week, last Monday, I talked about the way the Catholic Church built the hospital system. In case... You didn't listen to last week's show. I'll just mention to you. At the time of Christ, there was no hospital. That's why people would come to Jesus for healing. There was nowhere else to go. The only people in pagan Rome that could be tended to were the wealthy, the rich. They can pay for a doctor to, to, to come to their house and care for them at home. Only the rich can do that. If you're not rich, no way you can get a, a doctor to come to your house. That's why the mortality rate in the days of Christ, people died between the age of 35 to 45. People died young because there was no hospitals, no health care. What the Romans and the Greeks did for health care, they had hot springs. They said, go, go into this hot spring. They would build gyms. They would, they would build, uh, again, these, these uh, uh, facilities to go and exercise and work out. That, well, that's a good thing. But that wouldn't heal you. They also, you know, every culture is also by homeopathic medicine. Sometimes it works. Sometimes this tea leaf works or that tea leaf. But it was the words of Jesus Christ that started the hospitals as well. When people will see Jesus healing other people, it was there where the Catholic Church got her example. And little by little, in the second and third century, the, the great saints of the Catholic Church, St. Fabiola, they started transforming some of these pagan buildings into hospitals. The word hospital in Latin means guest house. Hospitium, guest house. This is where they would bring in the sick and dying. And they would give them a dignified burial, a dignified death, or sometimes even heal them. And the Catholic hospitals that started back in the 3rd and 4th century in pagan Rome, this took off like wildfire across the ancient world. And who inspired these hospitals? Who inspired the physical healing of other people? Who inspired this dignified way to treat a sick person or an ill person? Jesus Christ. Everything that's, that's good, everything that's holy and true comes from Jesus Christ on planet Earth. Everything in Western civilization that's good and beneficial to modern man has been influenced by Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, I'll say it quite simply, maybe it's not the, it's, it's not the most sophisticated language. Without Jesus, life would suck. All right. Use the youngster word. I know I'm, I know I'm not a youngster. Life would absolutely suck without Jesus. 
But when you look around, and every single Monday, I'm going to point out to you what Jesus has given us. Ah. And we say, yep, because of Jesus and what he's given us, and especially his promises of eternal life. The resurrection is a game changer. I'll say that until I die every single day of my life. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is a game changer. And because he's alive, that makes life worth living. And that makes death conquerable. You can look at death and say, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Today, I'm, today we just finished talking about the amazing orphanage system started by the Catholic Church. So many people that I know of have been raised in orphanages and have become well-adjusted human beings. Thank God for the Catholic Church that you're here today and alive. God bless you. Keep the faith up next. Gary Mishuda, hands-on apologetics. I'll see you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith. Remember, be holy or die trying. Become a saint, as my friend Patrick Hoffman says. What else is there?